0: Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch.
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
2: Okay, well, we know that I don't like introductions on this podcast, on Backchat, the YouTube show, and and it's difficult because sometimes people need introductions on this show. But the man in front of us today, the man that sits with us, is very, very generous with his time, could possibly be the greatest to ever do it in front of a microphone. And mind you, he's done it on the football field as well as a coach and a player. I don't need, there's no further introduction needed. (laughs) The great, the GOAT. Dennis Good G'day Dennis, how are you mate? G'day Will, good. Thank Good you, to be here too, mate, thank you. Thank you for joining us, you're here with Dan, Will and Dennis. I mean I, f- I feel uh, we've had we've had some decent sized guests on this but I've been a bit nervous today Dennis, I don't know if you find that weird or not because you, you know you call the game and but I, I just, I've idolised uh, you for a long time and I'm it's good bit, to have you in the
1: flesh here mate. If any, any news to you, I'm a little nervous myself because <laughs> I don't do too much of this now so I've come out of hibernation, not sort of I don't think I've retired, but hibernation is the word. I'm doing nothing. That's a good thing, though. Retired people do something. You've been working for a
2: long time, though, Dennis. A long time, yeah. Now, the first question we ask, and you are not immune to the same question we give every single one of our guests. I'm looking for the greatest sporting achievement, not... On the football field. Now, we know that you could play. We know that you could speak. But I would like a sporting achievement in another realm.
0: Another sport. Uh, Another another era.
2: Skateboarding. uh, Poker. I I don't know. You're quick on your feet, Dennis.
1: Well, that's tough. Off the top, isn't it? That's it is. A, that's a tough one. I think it's the time I dreamt I got a hole in one at Carina. <laughs> <laughs> that was big. I woke up and I thought a couple of things have happened to me. I was very excited. And reality? Can in you re- play golf? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Only a person who can't play golf would dream of that. I mean, that's, that's right. obvious, isn't it?
2: Oh, that's unreal. Um, okay. Well, I mean, it's a it's, it's, probably they could it's all actually, actually trump your little one down.
0: Oh, it's not oh, a little one. On. Tell I, a, no, um, tell Dan.
2: has oh. got it. Dan's got
0: it. Look, nice I, matchup. I, um, I have some good bowling figures. um Five for sixteen. Real um, or dreamt? In, in a grand final. No, there's a trophy behind you. See that? um See that cricket ball there? That's You're the only trophy you've got. Oh. <laughs> My God. Nah, I've got some. wet I've got some uh, second place ribbons and stuff. But um that's the big one. Yeah, yeah. five for sixteen. Nizzy wanted to hang on to the cup. We couldn't quite get it for the show,
2: <laughs> so we hold on to that. Now, I mean, for those of you who don't know, um, we've got. We've a relatively young audience, Dennis. I mean... I understand not, what you're saying. No, don't, don't no, do that. No, no, I do. Don't do that. But I, I think, uh, off a bit of research, I think people probably don't uh, understand or appreciate the fact that you're, you're a player first, um, mm-hmm. played, played footy through your juniors, played Waffle, played for West Perth, uh, played uh, 40 games for West Perth, 63 goals in one year in 1968.
1: Is that correct? You forgot the second semi-final. It was another four. Okay, are we, are <laughs> we including? Are we? Uh, yeah, he, not that I remember those things. <laughs> it's all about the
2: team. You know what? Who does that? Forwards. Yeah, forward. you're, you're a true forward, knowing how many goals you kick. Down well, us. a forward who only kicked sixty-eight. Yeah, in his scary. career. Did <laughs> you win
1: that game though? Uh, no, we lost.
2: You all move right. from the waffle, and you move. You do your knee.
1: you you, you injured? Uh, I feigned something. I think I took my wife to the football. The first time I took her, actually, she wasn't my wife at this stage. And I sat her on the bank at Claremont. We're playing Claremont. And it was the first game in 69, and I'd done my knee the previous year in 68 in the final. And I ran up on the ground, and I did it again. So I sort of turned around, went back inside, didn't warm up. Wow. And uh, anyway, uh, no, it ends well. After the game, this was our first date, actually, I thought, I'll thrill her with this. So <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of limping around the outer. It's after Polly had spoken to us. The game was a draw. Did I say that? Graham uh, Polly Farmer, your coach. He was the coach, yes. Yeah, so, and you so had a, You're in a draw. Yeah, we are in the <laughs> draw. So after the speech, which was boring to a bloke who didn't play, I sort of started <laughs> to limp around the other side where I'd left her in the sunshine on a rug. I'm about 20 metres away, and there she is reading a book still. I left her reading a book. She may not have looked at the game. And she looked up and she said, you played very well today. <laughs> that's great. Supportive. Aren't they wonderful? Wives and girlfriends? And you're still married to the lovely? Oh,
0: yeah, never leave an oh, What a match yeah. made in heaven. No, couldn't, couldn't, right. couldn't
1: care less about your football ability. I didn't notice the limit. None of it.
0: Did you claim it? Did you go, oh, thank you. you? No, no,
1: I didn't. I just ignored it. I thought she knows nothing about football, even <laughs> less than I thought. So and you got, asked her about the
2: book. You go, you go, you go over to Melbourne. Yes. You're listed, you're on, a, you're on an AFL, well, a VFL list at that time, the mm. Western Bulldogs. Yes. And you don't play a game. Do you look back on your footballing career and think, what could
1: have been? No, no, I don't at all because I hadn't played for the previous year and a half, I don't think, since that Claremont game that I ran out on. But what happened was something happened with West Perth and the Bulldogs. They had some sort of agreement. So I went to the Bulldogs, but I was going to work nights on 3DB starting at seven o'clock. So it really was never going to work. Like the radio station. Yeah, the radio station, playing sort of, uh, you know, up-tempo... You you're a DJ. Yeah, I was a DJ, up-tempo stuff, uh, to the 3DB audience, which was new. They were trying to experiment. 3DB was a sort of well-known station, but not for playing pop music. Anyway, what happened was I'd be leaving training and Ted would be coming on at 7 o'clock. I'd be going at about 20 to 7, say, and Ted's coming out to take training. So... I never knew how that came about, other than I was the clearance wrangle. I was in a clearance wrangle prior to the season for four weeks, not cleared. <laughs> <laughs> a wrangle. A wrangle. I love it. You know, I, I was almost going to put that on my plates. <laughs> wrangle. But but I don't know what I was doing there. You know, I hadn't I hadn't played. I didn't want to go there because I knew I couldn't sort of really do any good for myself right. or them. Right. Do you? Does that make sense? Yeah, it, do, it does. I mean, uh, you obviously
2: got multiple, multiple facets to your broadcasting and your career. There was radio, there was TV. But holistically, did your time playing and then and then coaching? You coached West Perth. You coached some local footy sides for some premierships. Hmm. Do you? Do you think that was an important part of being a good
1: broadcaster, actually playing the game, or is it uh, Well, it doesn't important? hurt, does it? I don't think it's a big help, but it doesn't hurt. If you're sort of imbued in the game and you play even sort of at an underage level, I think up to under-18s or something, I still think that you sort of uh, take something from that, and if you've got good coaches, you learn from them, not how to play it, but the game itself.
2: Mm. I, I just... I hear some people say, oh, you haven't played the game, you can't commentate, and mm-hmm. I don't think that's right. But I also don't think if you have played the game that you know everything there is to know either.
1: No, I've met a lot of blokes like that uh.
0: coaching,
1: <laughs> <laughs> coaching them.
0: What about – how did you uh, then get into the actual commentary side of things? Because not everyone can just – like you turn on a mic and people freak out. You've, you know, you didn't yeah. study bro- um, uh, you know, commentating AFL as a kid.
1: Well, it was all very strange because uh, I went to the ABC from 6PR – It was my last commercial stop, and then I went to the ABC. And they saw me as a cricket commentator. So uh, I was down to do the cricket, and I I did a lot of cricket. And uh, they virtually didn't care what I did in the winter, so uh, I could go and do other things. And uh, football really wasn't, uh, for me, the thing that I wanted to do in terms of broadcasting. I just wanted to play music and uh, just bounce around. But uh, it worked out that way that I could sort of go to the football, and eventually... I started commentating some football on 6PR and the ABC happened to hear it and they said, uh, would you like to come to work for the ABC? Now, the ABC is a place that I really loved working at because it's the one place that teaches you, it sort of looks after you, it nourishes you and sort of it takes you through. They don't say this is the way to do it. They say this is the way we want you to do it. A- and that's different. I mean, there's no perfect way to do anything. People vary. And so to, uh the way they broadcast, and it can be entertaining for anybody and uh, by anybody. But uh, anyway, I, I sort of was the cricket man. But then, when push came to shove, I was supposed to go. This is a long-winded story. But I was supposed to go. I was supposed to go to England uh, with uh, Alan McGilvray, who was a uh, well-known commentator and a sort of doyen of Australian cricket commentators. I was supposed to go with him one winter and forsake the football altogether. And uh, It turned out that uh, Alan was going and I was going with him. That was the way it was going to be. But Alan had so many friends over there, I thought this is going to be the loneliest four months of my life. So I said, no, I don't want to go. And they said, well, you better leave. (laughs) It was pretty much like that. If
2: you're not going to come, you don't get a
1: job. Well, I thought they were giving me keys to the city, you know, like, Cricket was a big deal with the ABC Uh, and uh, in Perth we broadcast a lot of cricket and I really enjoyed it but I I didn't want to be there for just five matches like the test matches and broadcast none of them and just do sort of uh, games against county sides and report back to Australia what happened against, I don't know, one of their county sides. That's not really how I saw it going because I thought that's going to be very lonely. So you start your career commentating cricket.
2: I've heard some of it. I've got to be honest, it sounds strange to me. I know you as a voice of footy. I know you as a voice of the Olympics. I haven't heard much of your cricket action, even though you were, you were doing a fair bit of cricket work when I should have been listening. but yeah, i was got to in the car. We've yeah, perfect. Right. <laughs> Again, holistically, cricket, footy, and then across different mediums in radio and TV, mm-hmm. very different. And cricket's a very different sport to commentate to footy. And TV is a very different way to commentate than radio. Well, well, even more so if uh, you do it like
1: a disc jockey. Uh, <laughs> you see yourself, roots. You yourself oh, only was, as,
2: as a disc jockey that just learned how to speak into a microphone uh, by the sounds uh, of The
1: best funny young man could have, you know, just... Yeah. Uh, shouldn't it breeze yeah, yeah. And, and,
2: and music like uh, yeah, it must still, have been a big part of yeah, your yeah. life then and still, still is it,
1: still is I've got a playlist that goes to about 1500 at the moment and that's just 60s music so in the car I deliberately get lost I just, I just turn it up like coming to your place I left my place at 6 o'clock it's 10 minutes away <laughs> yeah
2: and it's, and it's 9 o'clock now doesn't yeah. mean wondering where you are wondering where you were <laughs> Ah, uh, it's very good. Okay, so um, you move through cricket, you move yeah. into footy, you move out of radio and into TV. Yes, yes. What's that transition like for you? Is it hard?
1: Not really. No, no, because I was doing a lot of television at the ABC. By the end, I right. was sort of doing sort of uh, shows about football, but not calling the game so much. So after co- it's a strange situation. After coaching, you'd go in. To television and host a show. <laughs> yeah. And right. More irony still, the bloke who was alongside me was the previous West Perth coach. <laughs> <laughs> so, you took, so you took his job at West I Perth. Took you, but I thought, well, I've taken his job, I'll offer him one. Do you, do you want to come and sit on the panel? And so we were sitting there shooting The Breeze on a Saturday night and it was terrific. Really good. Yeah. I mean, I just... Graham uh, won a premiership incidentally, I didn't. So is that a regret? That I didn't win a premiership? Yep.
2: Well, yeah, I think
1: Graham perhaps could have swapped his for something else, like a preliminary final that I had, but no, he wasn't in that business at all.
2: Okay, so what about um, you as a broadcaster and as a commentator? I've got to tell a quick story. So my first, obviously growing up, I've heard your voice across football, but uh, we're in in my garage right now, Dan. I don't think that's any secret. We've told our listeners that that's where we do this. You came and picked me up with Mm -hmm. your lovely wife. Mm Mm-hmm. Forgetting her name right now, Vilia. Velia and you took me to the footy. It was one of my first experiences of being a special comments commentator at the footy. Anyway, we drive to the footy, Dan, and um, and Dennis is driving and chatting away. And first of all, the first thing I noticed, uh, you had a, a big Manila folder type set up with every player lists and numbers and notes on every single player that was playing. It was it was incredibly detailed from what I could see. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the footy. And I'm walking and chatting away to the great Dennis Cometti. It was a big moment for me. I mean, come on now. You're gonna yeah. commentate commentate with Dennis Cometti. We go up a lift in the Optus Stadium and we go up to the top. I'm chatting away, chatting away, and talking away. And as we get out and open it up, there's this big, big sign at the top of the lift, big big sign at the top of the door that says the Dennis Committee Media Center. <laughs> and I think, oh, I might be out of my depth a little bit. Dennis, do you, do you remember that? was incredibly uh, insightful for me. I guess the I questions. Know,
1: well, I don't normally go that way, but for you, I went that
2: way. <laughs> <laughs> Usually go in the back door, you thought, I'll just Absolutely. take you past it's the front door. The, the questions I had out of it is that preparation element. Yes. It became a big part of what you do. Were your numbers, man?
1: Were your uh, memories? Uh, how did you used to do it? Uh, Well, no, I wasn't a numbers man really. I just uh, watched a lot of tape. And uh, back in the day when I was at seven, I was doing three games a weekend and travelling state to state. So it was uh, a full week, you know, like, but they didn't ask me to do anything in the summer. I sort of got the summers off. So that was good. So you Um, lived here and travelled out to... Yeah, yeah, it was non-negotiable. I I wouldn't go to Victoria. And the same with Bruce, Bruce McEvaney. He wanted to stay in South Australia. I mean, now it's probably likely both of us would be told just to get lost, you know, because everyone is doing it. (laughs) Get in the bunker. Get in the bunker. Get in the bunker. All of that stuff. So the pandemic has probably impacted sports broadcasting as well. But uh, anyway, it was enjoyable. I didn't mind. I used to like sitting down and watching tape. You know, it was relaxing. It was a way to sort of just sit there and uh, let it run over you. And uh, when you went to the weekend, you always felt as though you were pretty well primed to do a good job. You know, like it's a terrific feeling in any occupation, I'm sure, when you close the front door and you're off to do something and you feel as though I've got it. You know, like uh, I've been in situations where I've not close the front door at all, (laughs) and went back inside. But uh, sometimes, uh, you know, very rare in that situation in a working sense.
0: A lot of, um, you know, musicians, uh, you know, when they're creating music, they look to um, their sort of predecessors and they listen Mm. to music and they get that for inspiration. Did you ever do that with, you know, you said watching a lot of tape, did you you sort of borrow things from other commentators and sort of make it your own? Uh,
1: Not, uh, I think every state, every state has a, way of broadcasting, or had a way of broadcasting. Now it's become sort of a conglomerate of all of them. But I remember as a boy you'd hear the Victorian commentators call and uh, they were different to the local guys and the Perth guys were different to the South Australian guys and uh, because they were operating in their state, they didn't hear much of the other football. I mean, everyone had what they thought was the best competition. Now, the competition in Western Australia back uh, when I was around was... uh, Very, very strong. Some great Victorian players came here at the height of their uh, careers simply because the licensing laws were different and what happened in Western Australia was the local clubs had more money than the Victorian clubs. Kevin Murray, there's a great name out of the past, a Brownlow medalist, well, Mm. he came here and coached for two years before he went back and won the Brownlow. I mean, things (laughs) like that were commonplace. Leading goal kickers. One came to West Perth. Players in their prime came to West Perth. That was, uh, I'm trying to think who it was now, the goal kicker. I should know that. I played with him. Was, it, I-
2: was it? Was it? money when you say licensing was it was it better well, money no, over well, here? It a better better well, standard of footy or
1: no what happened was the licensing laws made drinking harder to do on a saturday and sunday over the weekend particularly sunday The liquor licensing the liquor li- wow. yes the liquor licensing laws so, so we had two <laughs> sessions at football clubs and you couldn't move like uh, people went to the sessions because the pubs were closed right so wow. in, in victoria not the case they were more liberal. So, so the money actually existed in Western Australia. I don't know if it's the same in South Australia, huh. but the wonderful players who came here, you know, in their prime, Bob Johnson, Don Williams. And Don Williams went back and played in a couple of Melbourne premierships. It, it was really remarkable, the players that came. And uh, Gabalich came back. Uh, you name a player, and there's a chance he did come back and play at some stage before going back to Victoria. You, you sound like um, just hearing you talk about
2: you know, back in the day, and and I've heard you speak about it before. So I, uh, asking if you're you're not a numbers guy, are you? Are you a stories guy? Is that is that you watch tape and you and you watch vision and you you learn by doing that? Are you when you're calling? Are you thinking about? Like the character and the player, or you
1: just you've got I'm words running about, through your head? I'm oh thinking, no, I'm oh thinking, no. I'm thinking about nothing. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Uh, Fair. I don't know what I'm thinking about. No, I, I, I no. I are don't. you relaxed? I just, yeah, I feel really relaxed. I enjoy it. Uh, you know, sort of. It's. Uh, I, I think the footy is my natural habitat. I mean, I was going there since I was five. I started out. I the first game I ever went to was. East Perth and East Remantle. Polly Farmer was playing. And another guy called Jack Clark, now looking back at those games, historic in their way because two great players. Uh, Jack Clark actually was in every All-Australian team picked during his time as a player. And uh, like he's the only Average. bloke. There was four picked during his time as a player. And he's the only player ever to have been... He got in his second year into the All Australian team. He's the only player who's ever been picked in every All Australian team, picked while he was playing. Wow! He was the other Ruckman up against Farmer. They were both great players. Great. Wow. Really won to won over. sandover. Um, so I, I I brought I was brought up watching these sorts of players. I mean, uh, it, the standard of football was terrific, and I I just loved being part of it. And I uh, had a couple of games. I, I was the only a child, which helped as well, I think, too, uh, because uh, you'd go home and. It, I, I sort of invented a game of footy that I actually called probably when I was about uh, nine or ten.
2: Uh, people talk about your
1: relationship,
2: or sorry, the chemistry you had with Bruce McAvaney. You worked with him a lot during your career. Is yes. that is that like a cricket partnership where you? I oh, look at cricket, right, and yeah. and it's a very individual thing. You're not, you can't do much up the other end, no. But you've got to have chemistry. You got to understand what they're going to do
1: next. Is that?
2: A well, good way I think look at we're, it. How were how are
1: you? Well, we got on very well. We still do. Uh, I mean, we're not close, close. But at the same time, uh, I really respect him and I hope he respects me. But uh, he would come in. It was, it was one of those things that was reassuring because he'd come in with this pile of books and stuff, like Albus Dumbledore. He'd just walk in <laughs> and he'd sit down and I had nothing. I had one piece of paper... <laughs> And the budget, or whatever they call it, the record. <laughs> so there's Albus and I, and uh, we're, we're calling the footy,
2: and, uh, it's just terrific.
1: Yeah,
2: that's good. I mean, <laughs> I mean you've got some great one-liners, Dennis. I mean, no, I can't remember any well, of them. Oh, I've great. got, a, I've got a few. I've got a few for you. Yeah, I'm going to throw some at you throughout the session, if you'll, if you'll humour me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'll
2: laugh. Hawth- Hawthorne player Bradley Hill was playing against Richmond's Camden McIntosh. This one sounds like a recent one because they're both still playing. Hill ran on to kick a goal. They say it's easy to run downhill. Tell that to McIntosh.
1: I think you've got the inflection <laughs> wrong. They uh, say it's easy to run downhill. Tell that to McIntosh. <laughs> now, okay, Perfect. you can. Okay, you sound like Dennis Kometty.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You you had to do that for a few game, a few PlayStation games, or have you had to record your voice for some of these games that get roll, rolled out? AFL two thousand and seven, AFL two thousand eight. We had Matty Richardson on who who did special comments for that, and it said it took him three or four days of actually commentating into a microphone, staring at a wall of repeating
1: yourself over, yeah, and yeah, and yeah, over, yeah, and right. over. It was a long sort of debilitating process, but uh, <laughs> what, what there was, was remuneration. What, good. <laughs> yeah.
0: What was the one R- you Rich said? Ritcho, well, Richo did say you couldn't pay him enough to do that again. I don't think he had as yeah. good of experience as you. There is one – I used to play the game a lot. There's yeah. a call that uh, my friends and I talk about of yours, and I, I've got to know if you wrote it or if – did they give you any lines to say or did you come up with well, all of them?
1: No, they, they gave us lines, but you could sort of improvise and go your own way if you sort. of yeah. yeah. So, if you thought you had something better.
0: Yeah. So this is this is one of yours, and obviously, I'm not going to do it any justice. Um, if a green creature approached me from outer space, do you know where I'm going with this? Do you, can you remember that? No, okay. If a just green the, creature, just <laughs>
2: fifty years contemplating.
0: <laughs> if a green creature approached me from outer space and asked me to show it a good day out, I would, without a moment of hesitation, take it unswervingly to Bendigo.
1: <laughs> uh, no, I would never have said that. I would have said Ballarat.
0: <laughs> well, I'm a actually, Ballarat man. What it actually said was, take it unswervingly to, and then you can tell the inflection is different that you've had to say like a bunch of places. Indigo. Says, unswervingly to, Bendigo. Ballarat. Uh, so well, where's that line come line from? sounds
1: more like a commercial. I mean, <laughs> was it a commercial? I don't remember. That, that, was that, on, that, that was sounds very wordy for a commentary at the football, like the ball would have to be out of bounds for 20
2: minutes. <laughs> Players that play... 26, 27, 28, they're in their prime. Yes. Were you in your prime at any age? Uh, well, Did, no, I'm, uh, no, I mean that in the most respect. Mean, I feel you know, like you are a good commentator for a long time. Did you feel better at any
1: stage? Uh, no, not really. Um, I can't think. No, I, I don't think there was ever that feeling that I'm in my prime now. Yeah. Uh, although later on... I thought several times. I wish I was in my prime, but I couldn't <laughs> identify where it was. I just knew I'd passed it. What about calling something like the Olympic Games? Yes.
2: You, were you traveling for those? Were
1: you? Yeah, yeah, we we went.
2: I mean, that must have been a pretty epic experience. You commentated Kieran Perkins yes, that that yes. that epic fifteen hundred meter. Do those <laughs> moments rang higher
1: than the others, or is there football games that? I mean, you would have well, seen some... Well, I, I, look, I wasn't a swimming aficionado. The only sort of uh, reason they selected me was I had a pool in the backyard, I think. But <laughs> anyway, I, 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 got, I got a few trips on the back of that pool. And uh, no, look, it was... Um, the only thing that was a little... Bit of a problem for me was that they had the heats in the morning and then the finals in the evening. It yeah. was a long wait around. You know, I'd, I'd rather sort of when something starts, it just goes like a footy match, yeah, or even a cricket match. I mean, as slow as the tempo may be sometimes, uh, not now so much, but certainly back in the day of Sheffield Shield cricket and Test cricket being the big noise, then uh, I mean uh, there was still a tempo to it. When sports don't have sort of a uh, continual sort of flow to what is the result you're after, or a result, uh, then I suppose you're always a bit towy. Like, you get something done in the morning and then you're waiting around all day. You know the field, you know what they're going to do. Uh, the good thing about swimming is in the lanes they go nowhere. So, so as a result, they're going to be where they started. Not like a footy match. You don't
2: need the binoculars out. No, no, you don't <laughs> need those.
1: So, Would you use binoculars in games? No. I, I, some, some guys do, some guys yeah, and I girls know, do. I know, I, I never took my eyes off the monitors. They had two monitors. Best, the, the heroes of my life and my, my career were the cameramen at Channel 7. Really? Yeah, and Channel 9. I was at Channel yeah. 9 for four years as well. Because, well, you've got a close up shot of what's going on on one camera, and you've got a distant shot from the other camera or cameras, you know, they're, they're doing jobs, plural. But uh, at the same time, when they throw them up, uh, you've got them right up close. Uh, I, I think I, that was my legacy, I think. I did introduce that because uh, I didn't like just calling off the field because why would you? I mean, the person at home has got a better view than the commentator at the ground. Right. So, so with those two screens, it was perfect as far as I was concerned. I found it so easy just to roll off one to the other. Huh. And, and if you've got the close-up of anything that's happening on the ground... Uh, then you can be in full control of it. You know, you don't want a long shot. And sometimes they give you a long shot and you can't really work out what the heck's going on.
2: There's not too many that do that. No, not, no, no there's not many. So. More
1: have started. <laughs> You're the pioneer. Oh, well, i uh, like to say that. Well, maybe. Oh, uh, yes. I, I just. I, That's I, what I was getting. It was uh, a long winded way of introducing myself as the pioneer. <laughs> wasn't Dennis,
2: me? the pioneer committee. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I. I watch guys do it, and I don't know how you watch through binoculars. Like, I, I don't know.
1: It just I
0: don't seems know like realize. it moves too fast to, to, to follow it. Yeah.
1: Bruce always did binoculars, stood up, didn't look at monitors. He just stood up and... Meh. But he's a racing caller at his heart, I think. Yes. And so that suited him. Uh, you know, everyone's got different styles, but uh, as long as they sort of gel, and I think... Uh, I, I never had a problem gelling with anyone, really, in broadcasting. No matter who your companion was, Sandy Roberts, or you know, Sandy was a terrific bloke. I worked with Sandy in Perth. He came to Perth and worked on a radio station with me. He wasn't playing the records; he was reading the news.
2: I had the gun job. So you, <laughs> you were spinning <laughs> the decks.
1: I was. While yes, Sandy I
2: was, was oh, oh, battling over by the microphone. <laughs> yes. Did uh, you? Did do you now, or did you during your career as a broadcaster get to go to many games and watch as a
1: fan? Uh, Not many. Uh, And would you have liked to have? uh, No, not really. I mean, uh, three a weekend was enough, although now I probably watch about four or five. So what were you doing, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Yes, yeah, but quite often in another state, you know, sort of on the Sunday. Uh, But it was all good fun. It's Uh, a lot of travel. A lot of travel, yeah, but uh, the points mounted up. (laughs) Uh, I remember one year Ansit's computer broke down so I'd already. Oh, hang on a sec! This microphone's live. Uh, I I sort of. How uh, many years ago I had used the they're points handset? Yeah. They're, they're oh, they're gone. Gone. oh that's right. Of course, <laughs> they're <laughs> gone. <laughs> they're gone. Oh, I can poke <laughs> my tongue out. Uh, so so what happened was uh, I, I sort of had some points and I used them, and there, there were thousands of them. You know, like we. Nothing else around the house. There were just points yeah. you know, lying there. <laughs> it's a <of> paper. <laughs> and another thousand points. So, so uh, I've taken the trip and I come back and Anne said I've lost all record of the points. No. So I shouldn't admit this, but I took another trip <laughs> on the same points. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, they hadn't lost the points. They'd, they hadn't taken them off you. Oh,
0: well, that's right.
1: Oh. Uh, something had happened on the computer. You know, so I... And I regret this now. if Answer "Mr. Rand no, well, no." Shortly no, no. after
0: they folded, so maybe that was <laughs> Thanks the straw. A lot, Dennis. Well, if everyone did
1: what I did, I can <laughs> see why they folded. That's
0: their fault. Well, um, you were saying you, you watch, you know, quite a few games a weekend. Four or five is a good yeah. amount. Is it hard to switch off your brain from commentating? You know, are you? Thinking the thoughts in your head, or
1: no, I've taken to uh, retirement very well. I don't know who they are for time now. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting there asking my wife, (laughs) she's reading the paper. (laughs) Uh, So, so, she was still thinking about your marvelous game when you
2: met Dennis. (laughs) She's still (laughs) thinking about that 19 year old young man that played very well, (laughs) those those,
1: those words are sort of they're in here, they're in here, Will. They'll never go
2: away. How did you learn young players? How did, how, the like new st- players coming in. Yeah. like uh, Did you did you have to go on? Well,
1: it's, it's funny because uh, I was never really, you know, in company, if you go to a party or something and you meet people, I was never really good at retaining their names. But for footballers, um, I don't know, I went the extra step and uh, it wasn't hard. Now, I, I found that if I sort of could see them in my mind's eye, know what position they played, I could almost uh, guarantee I'd get them at the weekend. But... Now, of course, as I say, it's funny, if you don't use a skill, you lose a skill.
2: Referring to Melbourne player Adam Uze, beautiful player. Remember the name, Y-Z-E, terrific young
1: player, bad scrabble hand. Well, good. Well, you can't make anything out of a kid <laughs> I said that? <laughs> you yeah, did, yeah, that apparently. <laughs> that's sheer that's genius. <laughs> Play it again. You have not played it the first time. Oh, no, you're it's not idiot. Dennis
2: enough. I can't do it, Dennis. I mean, did you Do you do you rehearse these? I mean, I, there's, no. No, there's no way you're coming no, up no. with those all on the spot, I'm telling you. Well, well,
1: well, you no, tell me. No, before, when you look at the team, you think, you know, the bloke, why ZD, can you make anything of that? <laughs> and uh, then it just occurs to you, you know, Bruce wouldn't have thought of that. Bruce is, <laughs> he would have been in his Bruce books still. is deep in discussion with himself about far more serious <laughs> things than Adam Uzzi. <laughs> were you critical of yourself? Did you know when you make mistakes? No, you, I, did you? no I just, <laughs> you didn't care. left notes for myself. Dennis, you're a genius. <laughs> 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 I did, just all around the
2: house. Errors, errors, you, you, did, you, you would have made them. If they, 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 were they water
1: off duck's back? Uh, well, they've got to be, don't they? I mean, what could you do? I, I was pretty lucky. I don't think there were any really bad ones, you know, sometimes a slip of the tongue or whatever. But, uh, no, I, I can't think of anywhere... Things that you get wrong within a game sometimes, now and again you might call a bloke who kicks a goal the wrong one if they are in a pack or something, but that was in the early days, I think, not so much later because I had the television monitors, as I said. But, uh, no, I, I can't remember... Anything that really embarrasses me now, you know when you sort of do things as a young man uh, in life, Yes. There's always a few instances that you remember where if you think of it while you're in bed, you pull the covers over your head. Yes. You know, I've the skeletons, yeah, skeletons come in, out the I've closet. I've got none in football. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I mean, you just speaking about them, the, the, closet, the, the skeleton comes out of the closet for me, kicking out for West Coast against Western Bulldogs. You probably called this, and it would have been something, one-liner, I'm sure you've been saving for years. I went to kick out. I went to kick the ball to myself. Yeah. But I missed my hands. It went over my shoulder and it bounced through for a behind. I kicked it behind. <laughs> from the kick out. Was I on? I don't know. Well, I was, I was, playing. I, was <laughs> playing. I was playing. I was playing. The reaction would have been Dennis just chuckling away up in the box. <laughs> <laughs> look at this fool go at it. Uh, um Yeah, it's uh it's interesting. I kind of look at not that I'm anywhere near you, but I look at being in the media and errors that I make when I'm on radio or TV and I am critical of myself. So I just wondered I just wondered if you were like that, but no, I am. you seem no, easy. You seem no, easy going. Maybe you just didn't make the errors,
1: Dennis. You'd have to. Well, you'd have to ask my wife. I, I would get <laughs> upset about certain things, you know. Like uh, if I had a bad day, I'd sort of. Uh, I don't think I was uh, uh, slapping myself on the back. I, I always found things that I did wrong, but I, I don't think uh, any of them were catastrophic. My wife told me not anyway. She was very good at <laughs> that department too. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was very good. That was okay. Wonderful. Uh, but uh, anyway, you get through, don't you? And I, I, I don't remember things. If you said to me, is there something you'd like to undo in a commentary sense? Mm. I can't really think of anything, you know? Like, uh, I can't. What about... Oh, you yeah. oh,
0: go. I was going to say, what what would a bad day for Dennis in commentary be? Would it just be like feeling like you're not in rhythm or, you know, saying wrong players' names? Like,
1: what... what? Well, I I think you set out – every commentator or or broadcaster, I think, sets out to be word perfect. And, uh, you know, some days if you sort of stumble over words or something, it's sort of – it's like a branding iron. You remember when you did it, you know, what you did, what you should have done better. And they were the things that stuck with me. You know, like uh, I'd go home and for all the good I may have done, according to my wife – Um, there were still these things that were nagging at me if I just stumbled over a word. It may not be a player's name. It might be just something in the action. I just didn't like doing that. And uh, I think people who do jobs like that, like I did, uh, probably feel the same way. Some not so much. I mean, some are more carefree, and I actually sort of envy them in some respects. You know, I could get really down on myself if I uh, did those little things because I was trying to get as good a call as I could get. So I didn't want anything, whether it's a wrong name or just a stumble on a word. Uh, I think I was pretty hard on myself at times, but I I mellowed as I went along.
0: Trying to get centimetre perfect. Pretty much. Oh, Oh, yes. Sucks nice. Oh, we, we How far into these <laughs> are we before we pull that out? And we work that out together. Like yeah. <laughs> like uh, Bruce and Dennis going at it. You, yeah, I, I stepped out for ten minutes before Dennis and I got together and gave him some softballs balls. So. Yeah, that's right.
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, that's very good. What about big ya- games you've done
0: with with a with a. Most memorable or best
2: games you did, grand finals because of the quality, or was there, was there games within seasons that?
1: No, well, I, I've got a story. Uh, I've been asked. You haven't asked a question I haven't been asked, to be honest. Oh, is
2: that a challenge? <laughs> Dennis, I've got a big computer oh, no, screen you have, here. You've asked we many. can get weird. No, you've asked many.
1: But uh, no, I, I remember um, the strangest thing that happened, and you'll know the year, I think the grand final Geelong and uh, Hawthorne. 89. Okay, so, so Dermot gets flattened at the opening bounce. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, who was it that came and got him? Who came off the line? Brun, uh, 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 Brun, that's terrible, but Neville Neville Bruns. No, it wasn't Neville Bruns. I've got it written here somewhere. I just want yeah. to see how good you were. <laughs> who was it?
2: Um. You know, not have to say... Wait, wait, come on. My, my, Dennis, I've got to be honest. My brother's going to be listening here. Big time Geelong supporter. He's 50 years old. He grew up watching this. He will spew up that I I don't know who came off and got Dermot Brereton. Charlie, look this up, please. Who got him? Who got him off the line? Not in Mark eight. Yates. It was Mark Yates. And, right, of course, and Dennis Wright. Oh, That's just disgusting. Uh, well, all of Geelong will be so. just sickened that I didn't uh, know that.
1: I'll take you back to my coaching days. But here, I will right? say Dennis
2: yeah. didn't know either. So. <laughs> You had it written down. Sorry, written sorry, Dennis. At least sorry. I came prepared. Not yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> it just
1: t- t- took a day to find it. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, anyway, so, so what was I saying?
2: Yes, uh, Mark Yates, off oh, the square, 89, okay. Dermot so, so I'm
1: doing the opening bounce, and uh, it was funny because I'd been – Blighty and I were pretty good friends.
2: Malcolm Blight, coach at Geelong at the time.
1: Yeah, he was a coach at Geelong, but when he was in, not so much then, he sort of drifted away. Bloody as his own man and had business to do. But when we were commentators together, we often flew together and we had some chats. Anyway, uh, we were talking at one stage about uh, something that had occurred in my coaching days. There was a bloke in the waffle who used to, uh, no names, no pactoral, he played for Swan Districts, but he used to stand off the pack and do exactly what uh, happened in that grand final. David Brereton coming off and... Yeah, so he just picked blokes off. They're more so at boundary throw-ins. He sort of hung back, played for a very good team here, Swan, Swan Districts. Mm. And uh, they were sort of riding high at that time. Anyway, um, we sort of one day, a couple of us had a look at him sort of on tape... And he'd hang back, and he had a really good hit record. He was getting sort of most blokes, or at least one every fortnight, you know. Wow, and impressive. they were coming off, and, uh, you, know, so, you know, they dragged their legs and their boots, and it looks very sad. <laughs> oh, you know, they got no spring at step at all. Oh, boy. So, so, anyway, we looked at it, and we decided, well, the thing we can do here, probably, this is West Perth, we're talking West Perth now, yeah. so uh, the thing we can do here is, uh, we watched him sort of uh, in a couple of tapes, and... Uh, Of course, he set himself on a bloke from about 30 metres away, you know, boundary throw-ins mainly. So I've said uh, clearly the time is not, well, we came to the conclusion, I gave myself too much credit there, but we came to the conclusion that uh, this bloke can't be looking in two places. So what we did was had a player who was, uh, he he had dark arts about him too, you know, he was on the dark side a little bit. So we said to him, and he was very quick, and, and about 6'2", he you know, can move. He could really move. So we decided. Uh, this is a long winded story, but uh, we decided that uh, when he was going to make his move, the way to go was to pick him off. So, so what we did sort of game a little over. Actually, uh, he came off with his legs dragging. Wow! And uh, I shouldn't feel sort of upbeat about that, but I am still. It gives me a thrill. So what did you do? Did you tell my go and cut him no, off at the pass? No, but
2: are you telling me you told Malcolm Blight to do this and he sent Yates well, up I to discussed it? it and...
1: I discussed it with him. And then it happened. So you well, spoke no, it into was existence. Probably, yeah, it's probably a while later, but it, you know, like he, he was in the media at that stage. So I, I'm not saying... Yes, I am. <laughs> I, I'm saying that I... <laughs> Had a hand in it.
2: You were you were oh, the hand good. of God to break Dermot Brereton's ribs. You single-handedly broke his
1: ribs. Oh, yeah, I feel bad about that too, man.
2: <laughs> he was a good black Dermot. Well, he comes back and plays a part in that game, and Hawthorne win that game, eighty-nine grand. Yeah, five. that's right. I remember I was there.
1: You were calling by the I was. of things. I like calling badly at the start. <laughs> I was so excited. Well, you but, you saw it happen. Uh, sort of out of the corner of my eye, but the ball, if you may remember, went the other way. Yes, went down towards the city, and so. I was ignoring that, which is probably bad karma. Yes. <laughs> and going back to the bloke on the deck, yes, it was Dermot though. So, uh, are,
2: are they the best games? Was <laughs> that a long-winded story. No, it was that took us this, this, oh, this, this this podcast is built for long-winded stories, Dennis. Yeah, well, you just got one, didn't you? You, just, you? Just got one. It was perfect. Are they the best games? Grand finals? Uh, like, is that a s- silly yeah. question? You, you can see ga- you can see games in in round in you know in season that are just as good quality, right?
1: Of course, yeah, and uh, of course, what they what they stand for is uh, obviously at the top of the list. Mm. But uh, rivalries. When, when you look back over grand finals in most leagues, uh, in recent times, there haven't been many good ones. I mean, the good ones are memorable, aren't they? I don't think you called twenty
2: eighteen. I don't think you called the, the, the good
1: one. West Coast uh, Collingwood. The one, the one. No, I didn't call that one. No, that was We were in it with ten, weren't we? Ten, I think, at the finals. Yes. I was at nine then. Mm. And nine didn't take the finals at all. So I was a
2: bit disappointed that Dennis didn't call my grand final, my premiership. No Dennis Cometti calling Schofield. That's okay. I'm
0: you got a premiership. Yes, yeah, take that. What the liked Dennis calling it. What about um, Western derbies when you know you would have seen a few fights break out? You would have been almost commentating like a boxing match <laughs> at no. points.
1: Uh, Yeah, they were strange affairs, weren't they? But they were never uh, competitive until right near the end of my time doing them. Um, Because I didn't do many derbies really when I was at seven. They wouldn't send me back here to do derbies too often. So I I didn't see a lot of them after I sort of uh, got caught up with Friday Night Football. But uh, no, they were uh, interesting affairs at the start. But uh, there was only one team winning at the start. I can't remember how many they won on the trot. Probably in double figures, 11 or... Yeah, 10? there was a few. There was a few. Well, you should be imbued in that. You're you're at this club. You
2: should know the history of Dennis, the club. I'm not a forward like you remembering four goals that I did or didn't kick in 1968. I just – I remember premierships and that's about it, Dennis.
1: I think it was seven. No, that's, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine.
2: What, what about play-by-play calling? Yeah. Um, you, you clearly made a occupation, a living, a, you know, and you turned it into something, you know, like a player, changing the way it was done. What about aspiring play by play callers? Because people, mm-hmm. people, you look at what you do and, and guys around the league do, and you, so you sound like you're a little bit your own man, but do you have advice that you'd give someone that wanted to play by play call or get into it? Or, you know, is well, there uh, the tricks, pro-
1: trades? What is it? Well, the problem is uh, I think it's a. Uh, really little pool that you're sort of uh, coming from isn't it i mean uh, you can't help but be influenced by people you listen to i was fortunate i think i came into uh, television having been a long time in radio sort of to begin with when i say a long time I, a long way back you know when i started in radio those commentators no longer were around when i was doing television mm. on channel seven and because of that the stuff i pinched from them in some cases, uh, nobody knew about. I mean, they didn't know the people concerned. Particularly in Victoria and South Australia, they would have known the people if they'd been, you know, in the last decade because they were very much on my patch. Yes, and so I, I think everyone takes a fair bit from other people and other styles. But I went overseas a lot more. I listened to stuff overseas, particularly right. fast-moving sports, and there weren't a lot of those. But like I mean, what? Well, I I, I certainly liked. Uh, I, I like the gridiron, but that's not a fast-moving sport unless it moves quickly. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. It has its squir- spurts, but it's not… Uh, a lot of stoppages. Uh, yeah, too many. I, uh, but I watch a lot of it. I, I think I've got all the apps known to man now that I'm retired. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was watching uh, highlights of baseball today. Do you have a team, an NFL oh, Well, team? you have to have a team. You can't watch, can you, without having a team. Who, who's Everything the, Atlanta is me. Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Braves. Yeah. Yes. At
2: Atlanta Braves, Hawks.
1: Yes, for my sins, uh, Hawks, although they had a good year last year. Atlanta, how does that? Did, did well, you pick, well, pick alphabetical or uh, just pick the first n- one you saw? That's another long story, see. That's okay. No, no what happened was um, there was a bloke at the football club, I, I didn't know him when I started coaching, but he was on the East Coast and he was a West Australian, but a young fellow. Anyway, he discovered Elle McPherson as the Coke girl. He did. And then he could live anywhere in Australia, like he didn't have to be in Sydney. He was a Western Australian, so they said, "Well, you can go anywhere because you found L." So uh, anyway, he was backwards and forwards. Then to Atlanta, the home of Coca-Cola. Right. So as when you thought, say he found Elle, he well, discovered, like discovered well, her. Discovered her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he's only a young fellow, and he's thirty. So anyway, uh, wow. he discovered her. So he, he sort of takes her to America, and it's all go, you know. So but then Atlanta is the home of which company? Coca-Cola. Oh. Exactly. So, so thanks, Dan. Yeah. It. <laughs> look at you. Partnership. That was, blank, that was the blankest look I have ever seen. You know? This is a partnership. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Well, Help. Anyway, so so there's L. <laughs> And uh, we didn't meet her, but uh, he knew everybody over there because you know he sort of been a big man in town. Yeah. And uh, he went to the sport, and he sort of suggested we follow the Falcons, and he arranged to to meet a few people at the Falcons. So you know we just bounced over there one year, sort of one of those trips you uh, claim taxation on as uh, a learning trip. <laughs> Live microphones, Dennis. They <laughs> yeah. can't catch me now. I'm a retired. <laughs> I'm a retired senior citizen. <laughs> on the run by the sound of <laughs> trying to put me away a- now. Australia, yeah. ATO, they're all coming <laughs> no, up. You're both good at your job. You're just getting this stuff out of me I shouldn't be giving away. <laughs> it's
0: hey? good. It's good. <laughs> I love that you're a big American sports fan. I didn't know about that. Oh, I love it, yeah. Oh. Um, what about uh, coming, well, the 2021 Grand Final? What sort of a moment was that for you, given that, you know, it was at the end of your career? Um, was, Cor- that a, was that a hard sell from, from Triple M to get you on the call?
1: Uh, No, no, no. I I was quite happy to do it. Um, In fact, uh, I was working with them anyway because after I'd finished on television, I did five years with Triple M just here in Perth. So, uh, you know, I was down to do that one. And uh, it was terrific because as a boy, first off, I started to barrack for Melbourne. My dad, the first footy jumper I ever had was a Melbourne jumper. Came back from Melbourne. He'd been over there on something. And uh, anyway, he brought this back with him. And then the Bulldogs because I was there. So it was almost a grand final for me made in heaven. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed the day. Uh, Radio in some respects is harder than footy because it's a big ground and sometimes unless you look at a monitor... It's it's out of sync most times, so you can't look there for the bloke that's got the pill. You know, it's it's uh, and anyway, it, it's more taxing, I think, and you can't sort of do what you did on television. But uh, that day, I, I sort of uh, really worked hard on the game, and I thought for a final game, I'd done well, and I like to look back on that game and the fact that the Bulldogs lost wasn't really the main thing. I think the fact that Melbourne won was uh, fine by me, but it was a game that I. I don't know, it was, just, it was kismet, really, the way it ended. It sounded like full circle footy yeah, full, yeah like Melbourne Bulldogs to begin with and to finish.
0: Yeah, that's right. So a little ironic. What, we, what was the feeling like when they go, all right, and we're off air, are you, is there sort of this, you know, feeling of just elation that you're done or i don't know what was that moment like
1: being retired uh, uh, no there was no elation i mean i I retired sort of from the television so being back in perth uh, i just wanted to do it my son was the statistician (laughs) that was one of the conditions i couldn't employ him anywhere else he wasn't doing any good so i said make him the statistician yeah I was going to ask that. What was it like working with your son? Not many people get to do that. No, no, that no. was very good. I enjoyed it. And, uh, no, he's. Uh, he was away for a long time. He was over in America. A sports sort of. sportsman in his own right. Yeah, he's a, well, I know of a sportsman. That's he, a sportsman. Wrestling, he, sportsman, he, entertainer. It? wrestling, yeah. That's,
2: that's sport, that... You don't see Dan and Will over there wrestling in America, Dan? No, no, but,
1: uh, well, anyway, he enjoyed it. He enjoyed it. But it was time he came back because I I didn't like him in America. You know, America is a strange place and uh, uh, a few things happened. Uh, Actually, the night before he came away, there was a woman who had... She'd been a singer at a nightclub and... uh, she was giving an interview after it and someone walked up and shot her. And the following day, this is, this is where he was living in the city and he wasn't far away from it. And the following day, a bloke opened up with a semi-automatic gun and killed about uh, 10 people. This is terrible for your uh, podcast, I understand. No, no, but uh, crazy. He, he just let go with, you know, and killed about 10 people in a nightclub. And they were the two days before my son flew home. So by the time he got home, uh, we were very glad to see him. Yeah, I can imagine.
2: That... that, that work relationship and I've listened a bit to you guys Is working with your son special do you?
1: Yeah, 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 I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, he's uh he was actually he was in a uh talking about my son now, you've got me going. Um but he was in a uh, an episode just recently of what Young Rock. He went to uh he went to Queensland and was was in Young Rock, so uh He's carving out more money than his father now, <laughs> but th- we've gone down a path that perhaps uh, may not be of any interest to your listeners. I don't know.
0: I, I, I actually, I used to work at the Wildcats, and uh, I remember your son coming into the office once just to um, uh, do some calling, just to people on the phone, just so we could like uh, get better on talking to talking to strangers. Really? Yeah. Mm. I don't think. Did I don't you think send him if-
1: down there, Dennis? Uh, no, I didn't. His mother probably did that. <laughs> Get out of the house. All right, I've got
2: something for you here. Yes. Well, certainly Matthew, this is Richardson, thinks he's the best player on their list at the moment. Mind you, that's a bit like being the best centre-half forward in Czechoslovakia.
1: <laughs> did I say that? Oh, golly, I'm proud of myself. Uh,
2: Czechoslovakia, Dennis. Uh, that that's was a, a bit harsh running. to Richo.
1: Uh, well, Richo had some funny nights. Like uh, Richo could get very angry on the footy field, couldn't he?
2: We did speak to him on this podcast, Dennis. We had Good Richo, just a great bloke. Great and bloke. and you know what? It could be self-deprecating. And I think that's sometimes the greatest type of humour. Yeah, uh, It was happy to take the piss out of himself and... Realised that he have a little bit of white line fever with those umpires as well, those rascally umpires. No, he's a great man to work with, I like Richard. So, given you've worked in footy so long, you've mm-hmm. played, you've coached, you've broadcast, and you're now retired watching as a fan or whatever you'd like to call yourself now, Dennis. Mm-hmm. What's been the biggest changes in the game over mm-hmm. that period of time? It's a, it's a broad question.
1: Uh, yes, um... Well, it's a different game. I mean, it's a non-stop game now. In the old days, uh, you know, when I first started playing and uh, for uh, a couple of decades later, it was uh, slow. It was a slower game, but it was uh, perhaps a little more spectacular. There's some wonderful marks taken. Generally, it was one-on-one marking. There were packs too, but... Uh, the players there had different skills and marking was one of them, high marking. Now now they can still take a high mark. I'm not saying they can't, but the game doesn't lend itself to that as much, I don't think. There's not as... You, players like you in the back pocket, spoiling things, coming up and punching it away. You know? that's uh, a skill, Dennis. Yeah, take a mark. I, I know it's a skill, but it's, skill. One of the, it's like the dark arts. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's right. Again, so, a skill. So yeah, that's, I'm not saying it's not a skill. Being an assassin's a skill. Uh, but at the same time... Uh, uh, so, so players, are, you know, they, they know when they can't mark it, I think much better than they used to. Yes. The blokes would try and mark the ball. Uh, it was not necessarily punch it away at all costs. Uh, if you're slightly out of position, you know, back yourself in. But anyway, it was, no, it was more stop-start. But the blokes who played it, um, I was going to say, were tougher individuals. That's not right because the blokes today, no one takes a shortcut because you're on television mm. and uh, they'll show it. Yeah. And they do show it, which is unfair, I think. But in the old days, they, they worked harder. They, a lot of them were tradesmen. Uh, you know, it was a different, different feel to it. But I've been in love with it from the start, and I never stopped loving it. So today I love, and back then I loved. You know, I, it's been terrific to me, and I, I can't think of anything I could have done better in my life than spend it watching footy. Does anything frustrate you? Watching the game now, do you, are no. you? Do you do you yell at umpiring decisions? No, do you I did when I was coached, but that's another. <laughs> th- I'm embarrassed now when I look back at myself. Sometimes so it's easy to do. You get into that sort of yeah, but I not now. No, and I, I don't think I ever raise any issues about the umpires in broadcasting. I don't think it's fair. It'd be a very difficult job, very difficult job. Everyone says that, but uh, I know it would be. Uh, no, I I think uh, footy was great, and footy is great. I, I can't get enough of it. It's good. Could be a good way
0: to. Yeah, I just I'm just gonna I want to read another quote from from Dennis. If oh, you, look at my watch.
2: One quote: Dennis is bored. so He's leaving. No, I'm, so. not, I'm okay. not bored. He's just checking when dinner's ready. He said great. Probably ten minutes. He yeah, said. it was like a self sourcing pudding. Players just waiting for the whistle. <laughs> I don't he? even understand what he said. <laughs> that's one of yours. Who is that idiot? I don't know. It's very go. good though. What about just wonderful courage from Paul Hazelby, one of our own? He yes. bounced off one guy into the path of another. If you watch that replay backwards, I bet it says, Paul
1: is dead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's a Beatles. Is that a Beatles? Oh, I think
1: so. I think, yes. Yeah. Oh, my. That is just. No, I think it was John was dead, but I uh, Paul. I just ran with it. Uh, it might have been Paul. I don't know. I can't remember now. Well, yeah, I like the Beatles.
0: Is, yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. You've, um, had,
2: you've had an incredible career broadcasting, Dennis. Uh, yes. I've, I've watched from afar. I've been involved in things. It's been great spending time with you. We do have a time for just one last little part where yes. we get our audience, the listeners, to ask you the questions. So we've got mm-hmm. eight or so questions We can wrap this live. This is called uh, – Dennis, this is, <laughs> this is one on is some of our better work right here. Social media. Scotial. Will Schofield. Social <laughs> media. Where
0: there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you would have said that. Surely, get a line in in commentary. What's Where that? there's
2: a will, there's a way. That was, yeah. that was that was mum. That is mum's favourite saying.
1: I bet it is. Yeah, yeah that's
2: a beauty. No, I
1: like
0: that. We can rapid fire through these.
1: So
2: social media. So
1: you've got people out there now listening to this.
2: No, we've we've we just we just gave them a little prompt that maybe maybe Dennis might be coming oh, past the studio. Uh, okay. All right, Matt Cutback asks.
0: Okay. Did players or coaches ever get in touch with Dennis to provide some feedback on his call after a game? Any notable slash funny examples?
1: (laughs) Anyone anyone give you a bit of feedback, Dennis? Well, I hate to sort of cut this off at its knees. No, no, never heard from a coach at all. There you go. Good.
0: Candice Spag. If he could pick his own call team for the grand final, who would you work with? Um, So yourself plus one other caller. Two specials and two boundary from any error. So So you you don't don't have to go too detailed. You must think
1: I'm stupid. Uh, I'd have my son as the statistician. (laughs) That's about all I'd do. (laughs) Bruce would be next year, surely. Yeah, no, he would. would. Send down
0: to Richo? Mm -hmm. Thanks, Rich. You'd send it down to Richo occasionally?
2: Yeah, Richo on the boundary. Tell us about the conditions down there, Richo. How's it looking? Isn't he a master of that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great night for footy. How many times can you say what the weather's like
2: downstairs? It's cold. Cold, wet, I'm sick of yeah, being down here. I want to be upstairs with you, Dennis. Yeah,
1: it's going to be a bit slippery.
2: Yeah, all of that. <laughs> all right, this one's from Dil Lonegan.
0: Uh Obviously, the great man has many great calls, but which call, if any, would you like to go back in time and redo? Redo.
1: Redo. Uh, look, I, I can't remember. <laughs> it's not, saying, not saying they're all good, but I can't remember any that That's I'd fine. like to redo.
0: There you go.
2: I think I think we covered that a bit in yeah.
1: in you didn't you
2: didn't feel like you'd go back and do anything, so I think that's fair enough. Yep. Scotty Fingert.
0: Yep. Uh are you a Twilight Grandy fan or traditionalist?
2: Uh traditionalist, afternoons. Yep. And that's where it's going this year. It's just been announced. Grand final will be in the afternoon. So happy with that. Leave it the MCG
1: forever. Yep. Oh, well, No, no, I'd like to see them take it out at the MCG just occasionally. Maybe once every five years just to do a little South Australia, Western Australia number.
2: It was a great spectacle here. I know it was your last game, but to have this game over here, mm. Western Australia, it was alive.
1: Oh, great. Outstanding and uh, did a great job with it, Western Australia. Tom Kennedy. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we'd love to hear his thoughts on the new descent rule given your experience from playing, coaching and commentating all these years.
1: Uh, well, I'm not strong on it, but uh, no, I, I think at the moment it's a, a little sort of, I, I, if you introduce something like this rule, I think you've probably got to overcook it and then ease back, and I think that's what they're doing. But yeah, a couple of decisions I've seen, you think, uh, please.
2: Okay, very good. Fair enough. Michael underscore John underscore Watkins. Uh,
0: not many will remember Jackson Crabb. Do, but you, remember,
2: do you remember Jackson Crabb? I'm, gonna, I'm one of the many. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who do uh, you play
2: for? There we go.
0: Uh, but I'll never forget. Crab goes sideways. Surprised his opponent didn't see that coming.
1: <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> you, you did. I'm it's in
2: quotation marks. Apparently.
0: Oh, good. good hey, day, Jack.
2: <laughs> I love that. Joey underscore Italiano.
0: Um, uh, so, yeah. hey, Dennis. Any funny memories or thoughts on doing the AFL Evolution game commentary? Were there any moments? Uh, did you ever play the game? Did you ever? No.
2: AFL Evolution. Play. Play. No, I, I never play? did.
1: Right. I was exhausted from doing
2: the commentary. <laughs> that was a lot of work. Too busy dreaming about hitting a hole in one. <laughs> Matthew Reece. Uh
0: How did he rate his career at the mighty Maddington Bulls footy factory? And could he still remember the words to the song?
1: Well, it's funny. I was out there this weekend, actually. They had a big day. So I was, I was out with the Bulls. We didn't sing the song, though. No. Uh, and if we did, I think a lot of the blokes didn't know the words, even <laughs> if they started out knowing them that day. <laughs> you won premierships at Maddington, didn't you? Uh, we won three, three on the trot, yes. You at half forward or full forward? Uh, on the ball. On ball. Just ruck roving. <laughs> <laughs> and having, having no barriers <laughs> All uh, my players talk about is so From that day They were there again Moaning about it at the weekend All you did was call for it On the outside <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh that's very good Alright right, forty go Dennis okay. Underscore
1: crony yes.
0: um, Ask him if his biggest accomplishment Is having a punk band Named after him
1: Now this is serious stuff it They're is. doing really well Aren't they the, 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 the Dennis Kometis The Dennis
0: Kometis right This yeah, is the real
1: The Dennis Kometis I've been along a couple of times Have you? I, have you? Yeah I have I don't like their stuff much. But uh, oh, no, they're, no, they're to, no, they're terrific. <laughs> I didn't start out a grunge man. Now I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah, got their stuff in the car. I mean, you started with music, so it makes sense. You, yeah, it does. It like does. Uh, they wouldn't have known that, though. They're so young. A lot. Are they, are they, I haven't heard. Uh, oh, very young. That's good. They, they went to England recently and, and did really well. They were in some contest, worldwide contest, and they came 5th or 6th or something. Surely you get free tickets to concerts, Dennis. Well, not in England. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. Now you've got to start
2: getting
0: those uh, requests, those freaking fires back with in <laughs> <South> Australia. <laughs> All right, Mr. MDS85. What's the true origin of Centimetre Perfect? I recall the footy show doing a bit on it.
1: MDS85. Cent- now, what sort of a man or woman doesn't give their name? I don't they know. They want to know my innermost thoughts. And
2: then and Mr. It Anonymous. could be Mr. MDS. M. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Centimetre Perfect. Well, Where did that start? Or is it just...
1: Well, when I was a boy, there was a saying, this is, oh, this is terrible now, I'm sort of going to be seen for what I am. When I was a boy, there was a saying called Inch Perfect, and I only went metric. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's leave it at that. That's
2: great. I love that. Shane Haddo. Oh, oh. Okay. Two to go. Two
0: to go. Two to go. Uh, would Buddy Franklin have done better in the eighties or the nineties?
1: He would have done better. Well, he would have or done now. well anywhere. Now I, I can't see that he wouldn't have been a great player in any era. I mean, he's just such an athlete. He would have. He Only would have speed. been
2: isolated inside forward fifty. Yeah, like a locket, like an ablet, like a Dunstall.
1: Mm. I, well, in those days, I don't think there were many as as quick as him for his size. You know, I mean, he's. He's just a beautiful mover, isn't he? That's that's the thing about him. I just hope he doesn't stay too long at the fair. I want to remember him at his very best. And uh, now the games aren't all of that quality. Not that they were always all of that quality, but things shone through in games. And now I just I feel as though he's getting close to the end. It would be lovely if he played at the standard he's playing at now, but to go for another year or two might be sort of... Uh, just the wrong thing to do. That sounds, you know uh, that's fair. I just I admire him so much, and that that is out of admiration that I say that. I just love to remember him. You know, really at the peak of his powers, still. You describe him as beautiful, Dennis. Uh, you never got to play
2: on on him. I did. Beautiful is not the word I would have used to describe <laughs> him. Kicking eight goals at me at Optus Stadium at the first game ever.
1: That was an aberration.
2: Beautiful uh, would have had a word after it, probably. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I swear. How did you find him as a bloke? Oh, as a bloke and as a player, he, he was the only player, I, I, I distinctly remember this moment, <clears throat> it was it was pretty early in my career, 2010-11, that I was in front of a contest and I turned around to kind of, I was too close to Crumb but I was too far away to do anything, so I sort of just turned around and uh, Darren Glass was playing on him at the time and I just remember turning and, and he jumped and – it was like one of the only times I I wasn't scared but I was intimidated. He he was just so his arms were long, he was quick, he was strong. He had every element you could ever fear as a back as a backman. And I remember I don't have I don't have a great memory with games. They, a lot of them blur into others. I'm not sure if you're like that, but I, I I certainly don't have, you know, a photographic memory, but I just have this moment. I remember turning to my right and Buddy Franklin. It felt like his feet were at my my, in my eyes, mm-hmm. just, a, just a giant. And I didn't feel that a lot. A- Aaron Sanderlands, maybe. Not many other guys I looked up at, and he was one of those and just an incredible player. Um, I feel fortunate to have mm. been given a few bars by him along the way, Dennis, <laughs> <laughs> and tried my best to no, keep up mar- with
0: him. Marvellous player, just a marvellous player.
1: Very last one. I think this is a
2: nice one to finish on, maybe. T double underscore, Dizzy double uh, underscore.
0: What is something about being a commentator that most people wouldn't know? Is there anything as a commentator that you a little think... little
2: trade secret. I mean, the binoculars thing is different. The fact that you sit down, I think, as a commentator. Is there anything that people wouldn't know about commentary? They're saying the worst thing. Anything. You want the worst thing? No, no, just... Sure, if you want to give us yeah, the worst sure. thing.
1: But something that people wouldn't know as well. People would... Well, the worst thing is probably very long interviews. <laughs> about, seven, about seven at night. <laughs> Can
2: we finish at that, please, Dennis? <laughs> I think so. Very good. <laughs> mate, Thanks, I, Mike. I really, really appreciate it, mate. Um, sure, Thanks, Will. Appreciate Thanks, your time. Um, Dan and I are very happy to have you. Back chat podcast, Dan. Now, I know you've been Danny, heading down to the Grunge concerts, Dennis. Yes. But might be time to start tuning into some podcasts, mm. i.e. Back, Back chat. chat. Where do I find that? Okay, thank you. Backchatpodcast.com.au. You can find it on any uh, podcast streaming network. Just look after Backchat. I reckon if you type in Dennis Cometti Backchat anywhere on the internet, it'll be all over that too. Um, you can listen to us. You can watch us. Find us anywhere yep, on social. YouTube,
0: Spotify, Apple, it's all there. <sighs> Generally is, for those sorts
1: of things. Uh, well, I know what's in it, so that's not, there's nothing really bad in it. It's going to sort of make me feel bad when I listen to it, is there? I no. Because I've been part of it. Maybe handset comes that's after That's right, it but, that's right. but uh, in case you edit it badly, I'll get Vilja to listen first and record it for me. Very good. <laughs> I'm sending this straight to
2: Velia. Thanks, Dennis. <laughs> Thanks, guys.
1: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.